there and welcome to Thrive Church Podcast here in Puyallup, Washington. We're so glad you found us and hope you enjoy listening to this sermon of the week. I can stay in that worship all the time. So good, so good. And I mean, I I was just amazed when that last song, I'm like, oh, I'm going to be speaking kind of on that. So that was really good. Um, And even in the first song, the Raise a Hallelujah, you know, we played that a lot. And, um, you know, it's funny what just jumps out that's new. And she says, like, my weapon is my melody, right? Like, my weapon is what I say. It's it's how I say it. It's what I'm... And a melody, you have to be in sync with something. So I'm going to kind of... You're going to see how that connects. So I'm excited because we're going to look at that inner narrative, though, that inner story that we're saying... Um, over ourselves and see what adjustments we might need to make. I hope you get a fresh revelation of the power of your words um, so that we can make um, an, an, so that we can rewrite our story, which it will increase our faith in God when we do that, right? So we need some faith. We're going to build some faith. So what do I mean by that inner narrative? I mean that that voice that's so great at telling us, you know, what, how we're not measuring up or what so-and-so said or what, what, you know, how this made you feel and, and um, my life is never going to change and like those kinds of things. I know he's not the only one that speaks to me, right? Like you, we have those inner narratives that we're just like those constant cycles and sometimes they've been passed down, right? So it's like what your family's just been saying, what's their mantra, so to speak? You know, those kinds of inner Thought, we get to rewrite that. You don't have to associate with that if that's not in agreement with God, right? So, because what can happen if we're not diligent enough to take every thought captive, to take that inner narrative hostage, so to speak, is that um, it can start to settle. And where does it settle? It settles in our heart. And that's like the door to our soul even. Like it's, it's, it settles right there. And it, what can happen if we don't then pick it up there, it can bury like a seed planted in your heart and then what it starts to do is um, it starts to rewrite your identity and it and it and it can affect your outlook on your circumstances and 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 the word and it comes out in the words that you speak so it's it's like in Matthew 12 34 where it says for what has been stored up in your hearts will be heard in the overflow of your words that's from the passion translation so it's like what is being planted here um, you need to start listening to what you're saying. Um, it takes self-control. It takes diligence. You know, it's not easy. It's like working out. <laughs> half of half of the gym stuff and all that, it's a mental game. I mean, I spent, most of you know me, I spent two years before, oh, well, I was trying to get pregnant with Isabel, going to V um, here in town. Great community. Talk about kingdom business, Right. But half of those workouts, you walk in there, you look at that board, you're like, there's no way I can do that. No way. And then when you finish it, you're like, whoa. And I swear, like, the, the, the losing the weight and the toning, that was all benefit. What, what really changed is my ability here in my mind of just understanding, like, wow, I can actually do that. And, and so that's what I mean by the self-control and the diligence to say, you know, what are you saying? Um, and, and it takes that self-control to take every thought captive on that. And so there's identities that we're carrying based on that kind of inner narrative. And it, it really st- it can start really small. So for me, um, 
as I was uh, growing up, was way before I even got saved, but what, I, what happened was I didn't even take hold of it after I got saved. I didn't know that I had to rewrite that, right? So growing up, it was like, oh, you're too emotional. Stop crying. Stop whining. You're too sensitive. You know, pull yourself together, those kinds of things. Um, and so what happens is, is these people, they didn't know, you know, like half the people, they don't know what they're saying and how the impact it has. And if you're not diligent and have, you're on guard, right? Guard your heart for it's the wellspring of life. If you don't guard your heart and don't know that you need to, you can start becoming in agreement with it. And it becomes that identity or opinion of yourself or other people, right? But I'm talking more about ourselves. We're really good at being good and encouraging other people, but we can be our own worst enemies most of the time. Right? So I'm talking about how we, we individually take it. Right, So then you can start saying things like, oh, yeah, I am too sensitive. Oh, I'm just emotional. Like, why are you crying? Oh, I'm just emotional. I'm just too emotional. I'm too sensitive. So then you've made agreement with it. Right, But then it can go even deeper. And you can make a vow and go even deeper in that and say, I am. Or I will never. I will never be stable in my emotions. I will never... Um, be like whatever, or I will always be depressed. I'm always going to be unsatisfied. That's a vow. You just made a vow with the enemy, essentially, that that is, that is never going to change. So essentially, you've just taken the control that God has, and you said, no, I'm God in this. Like, I'm, you know, this is who I am. And so that's what, what happens, though, when you start to do that. That's where hope goes bye-bye. Hope deferred. Right? I'm deferring the hope that you have to say over my life because I'm in agreement in this camp. I'm in the enemy's camp. I'm in the enemy's camp saying, yeah, I will never. Yeah, you're right. I will always be like this. Yeah, you're right. You know, man, it happens so subtly, though, because of what so-and-so said. Um, it can cause it. And so, yeah, the control becomes ours. It becomes that story of my life phrase. You want to know what your overflow is? What do you respond with? Oh, story of my life, right? You know, um, so-and-so comes to you and says, man, I'm just really struggling with this and that. You're like, story of my life. Okay, that, that is a sign of the overflow. Yeah, that's a sign of your overflow. Right? No, we, we laugh because like as a church, we were like constantly in this transition. And I, for me personally, it's like always this story of my life is transition. But you can make a choice of this is cool. It's like going from glory to glory. This is being in process. This is like because there's hope. Or you can be like story of my life. Like when will I ever settle down? Like how am I ever going to keep up? You know, I don't know what I'm doing and blah, blah, blah. Right? <coughs> so. <laughs> oh, story of my life, sign of the overflow. That's my indicator that there's something wrong in my overflow there of my heart. Do you remember that, um, you know, it's funny, that phrase, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. I mean, seriously, <laughs> who wrote that? <laughs> Did they never have a bad thing ever said to them before? But it's like, you know, yes, if you are fully aware, but who of us are fully aware all the time? Like, you know, we're getting there, and we want to get there, and we're aiming to be fully aware and fully armored and fully on guard the whole time and never miss a beat, but we miss them, you know. 
And so I just, I'm like, okay, I've got to erase that one from out of my mind, and I'm never going to say that to Lucas, and, you know. But we never get to the point of not having to worry about what people will say, I don't think. But I do think we can get better at deflecting them. You know, if we're away and not letting them take root, we need to be like Neo in the Matrix where we're like just, oh, do you see that one go bye-bye? Yeah, like that didn't catch me, you know, and just be like getting better at being able to slow down in that moment and not be, um, you know, because it's not so-and-so. It's not them. Right. Yeah, you, you know that, right? It's, yeah. it's not... Well, they just, you know, it's not them. It's the spirit behind them. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but spirits, principalities. Oh, you know that. So it's, but we have to remember that because it's like, it's not that person. They just don't know what spirit they're agreeing with. Right? But we have to be on the guard of not then saying, well, I'm going to get in that camp too. And we're going to wrestle in the same camp, but I'm going to steal, you know, it's kind of like the two trees in the garden, Right? What I want to be pulling on the tree of life every time. I want to be doing that versus the other tree. You know, everyone's slinging fruit from the other tree. And I'm, you know, we've got to be on guard in that. So, like I say, we can't, um, we can't stop other people from holding their tongue. Like, we can't make them hold their tongue, essentially. But um, we just have to get really good at controlling ours. And not just in what we say to other people, but what we're saying about ourselves. And how are, we, how are we talking about ourselves? Um, you know, think about it. Most of you guys are parents. And if not, you'll get what I'm saying in this. How, do you, you know, how did it feel the first time? Well, Lucas just started kindergarten, right? And we was at home, and we were working on some online teaching, and he suddenly goes, I'm such a dummy. I'm like, who told you that? Who? I mean, really, who told you that? Nobody had. But, like, they're born into this world. So, anyway, that's a whole other topic. But... If that position, though, of you're his children, and you're to walking around saying, I'm not worthy, I don't deserve that, I, you know, who told you that? I kind of alluded to it in worship, because I was just like, no, who told you that we can't go the next? Who told you you're not capable? Who told you that you're not qualified? Who told you? Because those stuff, that stuff doesn't come from the Father, right? So I just think that, we need to realize that our inner narrative, if it's in kingdom, it needs to be reflecting righteousness, peace, and joy in everything. And understand that um, that's what's going to set us apart. Like, honestly, like everybody out there, they, they are just like, well, you're just like me. Same struggles, same whatever. Um, you're, you're not making any headway in your life. You know, if your narrative is always like that, <clears throat> what's the difference? You know, we know that Jesus is the difference. We know the higher truths, but unless we're being diligent enough and having enough self-control and, and sort of really pulling ourselves up to be able to always be above with that mindset and with that, then it does look different and it is going to be attractive and it is going to reflect him. So we know that words are powerful. That's not breaking news today. Like we, we all know that. Um, and this is, I know this is familiar stuff, but I really think Holy Spirit is going to bring fresh revelation today. And that actually this is a, an opportunity right now where it doesn't matter if, you know, this has been a, a slip up or whatever, or if it's just been actually, yeah, you know what, I really need to take a hold of this. Now, I'm not, exp you don't, don't think you're going to be perfect tomorrow. But if we're aware and being self-aware, self-awareness of what 
it is that's going on in our heart and self-aware of what's my position right now. Am I full of hope? Am I full of faith? And if I'm not, then there's a belief that I need to write. Really, I mean, it's like, okay, I can look around me and this is what's going on, but if it doesn't fill me with hope, then I've forgotten who dad is, essentially. So um, we're taught that our words are to be used to build up, not tear down. We build up other people really well. We need to start building ourselves up really well, right? This is what we teach when we teach on the gift of prophecy, right? It's for building up. First uh, Corinthians 14.3. On the other hand, the one who prophesies speaks to people with their upbuilding and encouragement and consolation. So we know that when we prophesy, we're supposed to be edifying, exhortating, you know, comfort, comforting, and that sort of thing. That, and we're told that we're all supposed to desire to do that. Okay? Yes, it's for building up the church, but who is the church? It's you. Right? It's for other people, but it's also for you. So am I, um, it's really okay to encourage yourself. It's okay. Am I, you know, especially when it's saying what the Father is already saying over you. So when you, um, so when you start to agree with him more, it makes all the difference on your outlook of life, your circumstances, and that is how it builds up your faith. Um, so am I saying um, you can prophesy to yourself? Yes, absolutely, absolutely. If you can encourage yourself in the Lord, I think that's a scripture somewhere, right? Encourage yourself in the Lord, right? Yeah, you can do that. So, and then, so, so it's how it builds up your faith, right? So, in faith comes by hearing, and hearing the word of Christ. That's Romans ten seventeen. Then we need to start hearing what God says, agreeing with it, and then speaking it out loud, so we can hear ourselves say it. That's what's going to increase your faith. The enemy wants to keep you in your in, internal. He wants to keep the, the back and forth going on in your mind, in that inner narrative going on. And um, you, when you're in that, you're held up. And when you start to open your mouth, then you made a decision, right? Because our words are powerful. They're a frequency. They alter, right? They're a weapon. So um, I'll get to that. Here's how we're going to do it. Right? So faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of Christ. So um, the word word in that scripture, right? So the word word in that scripture is the rhema word, right? So when, which we know is that revelation word. We know the now word, that, that living word right now. That's what we need to be um, hearing, Okay. So it requires revelation. It requires getting that prophetic edification and encouragement from God. And so, yeah, you can prophesy to yourself. Because I know you know the nature of God. And he's very good at telling you, if you don't know, he can tell you the nature of God. And if it's in alignment with that and what he would say over to you, then yes, you are prophesying to yourself. Okay? The Passion translates it this way. Um, this is Romans ten seventeen. Faith then is birthed in a heart that responds to God's anointed utterance of the anointed one. So you want to build up faith. You get what he has to say. You agree with it and you speak it out. So I personally would call this a way of prophesying in proportion to your faith. Right? Which is one of the gifts mentioned in Romans 12, 6. If your gift is prophesying, then um, prophesy in accordance with your faith. 
This is a type of declare, declaring words that um, create something around you. It's a, it's, a, it's a prophetic gift that creates something in the physical realm. Examples of, of it are in Mark 11, 23, where it says, Truly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be taken up and thrown into the sea, and doesn't doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says will come to pass, it'll be done for him. Another example was when Jesus cursed the fig tree. That's prophesying in proportion to your face. It's declaring something and it alters something in the physical realm. So we can see that our words can alter the physical, right, what's around us, right? So I believe it's because um, when we're altering our, like, heart and our soulish, when we alter that mindset, when we change that mindset and the soulish realm of our inner thoughts and allow us, um, that's what will allow us to see that physical change. So it starts on the inside, too. I mean, Jesus walked, he knew his identity, he knew what the truth was, he knew the power of his words, and he, and it showed up in the physical realm. The same goes for you when you start, um, you know, encouraging yourself and prophesying over yourself, essentially. Um, partnering with and in agreement with what God has to say about you, what he has to say about your circumstances, most importantly, too. Right? If you partner with that, then you will see it appear in the physical realm. Right? That's prophesying in accordance to your faith. So then we find it easy to encourage everyone else but ourselves. If um, Oh, sorry. Hold on a minute. <laughs> Example, like when um, we focus on the goodness of God. When we know in our heart God is good and we focus on that, we can start to see his goodness around us. Right? In our lives and around us. So it's just a case of what have you got your eyes on? Right? Eyes of your mind, eyes of your heart, all of the levels. <laughs> okay? So, um, like I've been saying, we can find it easy to encourage everyone else but ourselves. Then, if that is the case, then I would propose that there might be a worthiness issue. Right? Um, in Job, it says, put away unrighteousness far from your tents. Um, you will be, if, you, if you put unrighteousness far away from your tents, you will be built up. So if there's any amount of unworthiness that you're feeling, you need to really step away from that to then build yourself up and know that in Christ you have been made righteous, right? Just remember, you have been righteous. Any, anything that comes in that says you're not worthy, you don't deserve it, all of that stuff, you need to walk away, take it away far from you. Then you will be built up as you lay his words upon your heart and in walking in that righteousness that you have been given. It's not something you have to work for, right? It's being given. This is out of Job. I'm kind of like, throw, you know, speaking it into sentences. But Job 22 is where it's at. Verses 22 and 23 and then verses 28 says this. You shall also decide and decree a thing, and it shall be established for you, and the light of God's favor shall shine upon your ways. Okay? Um, there's a, a saying out there that says, words create worlds. Like, yeah, on so many levels. I hope that sinks in right now. So, you know, are you creating an environment with your words that you can thrive and come alive in, and, and are your words agreeing, or... Are they agreeing with the hopelessness and the disappointments and what you're feeling in that moment versus like the history that you have with God? 
Um, I know that sometimes it's not just one thing that can get you into that pit of discouragement and stuff. It's not just like a one-time moment, but sometimes it can be seasonal. Sometimes it can be just really warfare, an attempt of the enemy just to come and distract you from what God is doing. If he can get you feeling hopeless and unworthiness that nothing's going to change, then he's winning, you know. But like we have the power just simply in the name of Jesus, like it's in his name. So um, recently, here's an example. Um, I found myself suddenly overwhelmed with disappointment and frustration, like and, I, and like I said, it wasn't just like a one-time thing that I'm like, I can't point it back to one moment. And I can't say that it, um, it just, honestly, it felt like a tidal wave and just all of a sudden, all hope had gone. And I was just, everywhere I looked, was just disappointment and frustrated, like I'm stuck, I'm going backwards, nothing's changing, I'm frustrated. Ugh, like, I'm, you know, it's like a seasonal thing. Um, and I'm like, okay, am I, am I, um, like the discontentment, okay, I'm not being discontent. Like I, it was just like this constant, um, overwhelming, and it became so big, um, because it, and it showed itself so quickly. It became challenging, and it was like this big elephant in the room. It's like the giant, and you're just like, but it's just so big. I don't know where to start. I mean, I knew what God was telling me to do. He was told, telling me to open my mouth and declare truth. I knew that there were lies that I was believing. But I'm like, but it's just so big, uh, you know. And then it's like, then the lies of, <laughs> like, what if I say the wrong thing? <laughs> you seriously, you know, what if it doesn't work? <laughs> like, really? <laughs> Ridiculous. But it's like, it's not until you kind of, I had to sit here in the team and just say it out loud. And then you say those lies out loud and you're like, okay, that's ridiculous. Like, I'm going to say the wrong thing. Is it that difficult? I mean, yeah, he left us the Bible, but it's not, like, difficult, right? It's just, it's not difficult if all we have to do is call on his name, right? So I knew what I had to do, and I'm going to, we're going to do this process today, too, because I know that if I tell you what to do, and you go home, you're not going to do it. So we're going to, we're going to, right? Because we'll get distracted, and we'll, like, not be in the moment, and stuff like that. But if, are we going to start it today? We're going to start that process because I know that we're not all walking in fullness, <laughs> right? But we're getting there. But it's like, um, so we're going to do that today. But what, so what I need, I knew what I needed to do. Was I needed to sit down and I needed to write out lies that I was believing. I needed to stop, stop just going about my day in my head. Yeah, oh, I know, I'm feeling frustrated. I know, I know, I know. But sit down and say, okay, Holy Spirit, what am I believing that's wrong? Like, where is this coming from? Um, so, and I needed to get his truth, and then I needed to say it out loud. And, um, and like, I love what Angie says, everything is a choice, right? I mean, it's a choice you have to make. And then, um, you know, I've totally stolen this saying, she says, like, taking your daily vitamins or vitamins, whatever you want to say. <laughs> you know, it, it's kind of like, oh, this is, you know, but it's like what I'm saying, it's hard work, it's diligence, it's being self-aware, it's being, making the choice. Okay, today when I wake up, I'm going to step into this garden and I'm going to eat from this tree and I'm not going to step into this garden, I'm not going to eat from that tree. And it's like this daily um, kind of thing. And it, it becomes, you know, that's how you re, um, renew your mind. 
And it's like, like Angie said some time ago, you don't have to, um, we don't have to work hard on knowing God is good. Like, we know that he's good. We know that he's a good father and that sort of thing. And these things can become that second nature. That That's how you rewrite your inner process. So when people come to you and you're like, oh, but that's not the truth. This is the truth. And man, I'm just so hopeful and, expe- and expecting and, and this kind of thing. So it works better than any medicine, right? So how do you eat an elephant? <laughs> One bite at a time. Right? It, I mean, it felt so big that I, I just, just didn't know where to start. I'm like, there's no point. This thing is huge. How am I going to, you know? But he was so patient, as always. And I was just like, oh, I don't know where to start. And he says, just write down three. Just do it. Just do something. Let's write down three lies. Just start there. And it's like that domino. You knock down that first one and they all come tumbling down with it because you've made a decision in that moment and broken agreement, right? So after I wrote them out and I went through each one, we asked for forgiveness, we broke agreement with the enemy, believing that about myself, about my situation, and asked Jesus to show me the truth. And in that moment, with talking about the disappointment thing especially, I had this encounter where I was just closing my eyes, just waiting for his truth to come. And, um, and all of a sudden, I, it was, um, and this is so crazy because John's been talking about it. It was like I was awakened, like out of a deep sleep. I had this, almost this feeling of when you pass out and you have this like, oh, how did I get here? That is what happened in my spirit. Wow. It was so profound. And I was just like, oh. I realized I was in this pit. And I was like, how did I get here? I was like, oh, how did I get here? And Jesus was like, it doesn't matter, let's go. And boom, we were out. It doesn't matter, really, it doesn't matter. You just have to be awakened in that moment and be like, and that's what Holy Spirit, like that's what conviction does, that's what it does when we just become awakened. It's like, oh my gosh, how did I get here? This is not me, I know it's not me. I'm not somebody who is depressed and da 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 and like and have that that's not me and but it doesn't matter so it doesn't matter how you got to where you're at right now it doesn't matter how you took on that identity it really doesn't what matters is if you recognize it you break agreement with it and you get his truth and you start declaring it so maybe it's not that pain point in your life right now though maybe you don't have one maybe it's like well i don't have that elephant right now great that's awesome i'm so excited for you but the power in our words, especially over identity, I know every single person in this room has a prophetic word from the Lord, and there's identity in that prophetic word that you need to start declaring because maybe you're like, well, in your timing, in your timing. No, you have an opportunity to partner with that. So if your word has things like you are blah, 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 right? For me, it's like you are creative, you are blah, 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 right? <clears throat> Take those and say, I am. Right? Because God is speaking your identity and saying, you are this. You are an atmosphere changer. You are um, called to success. You are whatever. Right? Then you take that and you say, I am an atmosphere changer. I am creative. Everywhere I go, this happens. Right? And you start pulling identity from what God has already been speaking to you versus saying, you know, one day I will be that. It's about what you do in the process of that 
being fully manifested because it's like sometimes we can um, look for outside validation, True. right? Yes. Where we've got to really get it settled in here. Right. Well, if so-and-so prophet would just say this over me, <laughs> well, honey, <laughs> so-and-so prophet has already been saying that to you, the prophet Jesus, yes. right? And so it's like, and that validation of who you are needs to be settled in here because really, and this is a whole other topic, but I'm just going to say this bit, is prophecy really should be confirming the, and bearing witness with what is already inside you. So if you like, well, if prophet so-and-so would just stand up and tell me this, this, and this, then guess what? He is saying that, that, and that. And you can partner with that because if that's in you and you want to be told that you're going to be a success, and guess what? You are going to be a success. Guess what God has for you? He does see you. He knows you. And so it's like, you know, what are you wanting the prophet to say? And partner with that because that's probably Jesus telling you that. It's wanting bear witness. Right? So we've got to get it so validated in us because we don't need that outside validation because it's what Jesus says. And once that gets settled, then I bet you everybody around you is going to see it on you because you're walking in it and they see it and they're like, oh, I see it. Because there's something that is what happens too when other people see what God has been speaking to you about and confirming that identity in you. But if you're constantly putting it off and not wearing that and waiting for other people to see it in you first, it's not going to happen that way. Sorry. I had to learn that one. Here's what Mother Teresa says. Words which do not give the light of Christ increase the darkness. So powerful. Words which do not give the light of Christ just increase the darkness. Same over yourself, right? So I want to close with doing the activation. Um, we're going to put on some instrumental music. We're going to ask Holy Spirit to bring in a lie that we're believing. It could be an identity that we're believing. I know you've got paper pads. If you don't, you've got something on your phone. I know it. Every phone out there. And if you don't have paper, I have paper. Okay, so everyone can do this. Because if you don't do it now, you're probably not going to do it when you get home. Might as well finish strong. Let's get a truth. Let's just start the process. You know, we've been putting it off. We want a fresh revelation. And the best thing is when God brings it to you and not when somebody speaks it over you. It's more special when Holy Spirit brings you His truth. And it means so much more when it comes from Him and you make an agreement with it, right? So, but the main point I want to say is this. If you remember anything from today, words create worlds. What you say does matter. And in agreement with God, you can change your circumstances and your situations. Okay? So, um, we're going to put on the music. I'm going to lead us through a process, essentially. We're going to pray together. And then you were going to stand up and declare truth together on that, okay? So I'm going to pray. <clears throat> and got music going. Music always helps, I feel like. Okay, Holy Spirit, we just thank you. Thank you that you're always wanting to bring truth and they're always speaking true identity over us. Thank you that you um, always want to reveal. A, a higher perspective in our circumstances, in our lives, and in our identity. Father, I thank you for the tools that you've given us. 
and for the tool himself, Jesus. We thank you that he's here and he wants to bring freedom and a greater level of revelation. So Holy Spirit, I just ask right now, Lord, that you just reveal to us the lie, the false belief we may have about ourselves, about a situation even. You know what you've been speaking to your people about. And so I just invite you to write that down, however it comes. Maybe there's something you've been saying like, I will never, or I will always, or I am. Try not to overthink it. I hear somebody saying, it's not too late. I want to say it's not too late. If you're saying I've missed it, no. You've not missed it. Holy Spirit wants to bring fresh hope today. Increase your faith today. So if you have written something down, I want you to then look at me so I know everybody I guarantee you in just a month you're gonna look at this lie and laugh I can't believe I I believe that it's okay there's no shame just give you a couple more minutes to finish up through prayer I kind of want you to pray in your own words as I'm sort of leading you'll kind of find your words for it and then um, when I say when we break a agreement with the lie of I want you to say it like you don't have to like you know out loud or whatever safe place here just say it under your breath okay and then um, I'll invite Holy Spirit to bring his truth and then you're going to cross a line through that lie and you're going to write the truth underneath it okay so Holy Spirit Father, we just thank you, Jesus. We thank you that um, you have died for us to walk in truth. 
You have paid the price for every lie and every false identity, Lord. And we just recognize that um, we have been in agreement with the enemy over um, our identity or about our circumstances, Lord. We recognize that we have partnered with that lie or that circumstance that says, and I want you to say it, that you're not worthy or whatever it is, Lord, the lie that says this. And in the name of Jesus, we just break agreement right now. We break agreement. Say, I break agreement in the name of Jesus with that lie. Lord, I just thank you. I just release myself from that lie and partnering with the enemy in that. Jesus, I just thank you for what you've done for me. I thank you for who you are and the victory you've been given, Lord. And I just invite you, Holy Spirit, to bring your truth to me. And then in the name of Jesus, your truth that says... And just say, Holy Spirit, just pour out your truth right now. Believe it. That is what he says. It is what he says. Just write down the truth. Believe it. that truth I want you to stand up yeah it's so good to pour out his truth he's always speaking it Thank you, Jesus, for your truth that says. So faith comes by hearing and hearing the words by the anointed one, Jesus, right? And we have an opportunity now to increase our faith and our beliefs about our circumstances and about God and who we are. So as a declaration to the inner world inside, but also the world you create outside and to be able to rewrite your story. So instead of blank, We've now redacted that, right, from our story, and now we're going to insert the truth. Okay, so um, in your own time, just declare out your truth that says, Holy Spirit, we thank you for your truth over your people, Lord, that says, and then go ahead and declare it. Thank you. Thank you, Lord, for your truth, Lord, and that we get to partner with this on a daily basis now until it becomes so rooted and deep and planted in our hearts, Lord, that it can't help but birth fruit, good fruit, tree of life fruit, 
all of that because we're now fully in agreement in that area with you, Jesus, and we just thank you. Thank you, Lord, for your healing touch. I'm just going to pray now and close this out. But thank you, Jesus, for what you did today. Thank you, Lord, that you're constantly bringing us from glory to glory, that that transition and process is such a beautiful process, Lord, um, because it's always a victory when we can partner with you and your truth, Lord, that it's just another step into victory. It's just another win, and it's just, uh, it makes what you did just all the more worth while right when your children partner with what you did jesus and we just thank you lord for your blood just pray lord as we go about our business throughout the week lord that we would just be continuing declaring your truth about our situations about who we are to ourselves lord that you would encourage us to encourage us <laughs> ourselves Lord that we would partner with what you're saying over us Lord that um, no giant no elephant is too big that can't be pulled down with the sake of declaring one truth Lord we just thank you for the tool and I just um, bless you with that tool going forward Lord you can do this yourself you just proved that right so you can do this now whenever you're feeling overwhelmed whatever just sit down put some music on he's here he's always here he's in you and he wants to pull that well you've got to dig your own well sometimes right we can be drinking from everybody else but we've got to dig our own well and we've got to learn to drink from ourselves and so we just thank you for that jesus we just pray blessing over everyone here we just bless your people bless everything we just thank you for good news always and um we thank you that we're led by you. In Jesus' name, amen.